Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Dreamer Succeed podcast, guys. Today, you're going to realize why I call them episodes. Uh, our guest today, and I am so excited because this guy is not easy to get a hold of, but I, I'm super grateful that he made the time. Our guest today is Mike C-Rock Sirocco, is the CEO of People Building Inc. and the powerhouse behind the movement, What Are You Made Of? Uh, he's a performance coach, an author, a dynamic public speaker, a visionary, and a thought leader. He's been featured by Yahoo Finance as one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020 and is on a mission to build people. He is driven to inspire others, and he measures his success on how he is able to help others achieve greatness. In other words, guys, our kind of people, uh, whether it's his business partners, employees, clients, or anyone looking to excel at their business, personal life, or develop that winner's mentality, C-Rock is ready for the challenge. So please help me welcome C-Rock. What's up, Berta? What's up? Oh so happy to be here. Thank you so much. I always start every interview with gratitude, man, because I'm so thankful to have the opportunity to share with you, your audience, and anybody that's with, you know willing to listen to my voice. It's a very humble. Love so it. Oh, thank you. I thank am you. so excited that you're here, Mike, and at C-Rock. And I remember that when we had our first conversation, I was like, what the hell? Did these people like this exist? This is amazing. <laughs> pure energy, pure. I don't even know how you get so much done. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But C-Rock, how is, I know you've got some exciting news and, and we're going to talk about that too, but how has 2021 been for you so far? Uh, it's been great. Um, I've seen some things that I had to get rid of, some people that have left my life, some people that have come into my life. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts and a lot of seeds have been planted over the last two years that are starting to come to harvest right uh, now. And I'm very excited about that. I love that, that importance of planting those seeds and, and having the patience and while we continue to work to make sure that those come to fruition. So I, like I said, I've had the pleasure of, of several conversations with C-Rock, but can you give our audience a little backstory? Like what's your nutshell? Yeah. So I'm just a guy that realized that he is unstoppable and I'll explain that. And I, and I believe that all people are, are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. And I found the formula for it. So you know, I came from a broken home, bird. I don't remember my parents ever together, um, mm -hmm. except for wedding pictures. And growing up in that environment, for those of you listening that, that have experienced that same thing, you can relate. It's not easy. There's a lot of conflict. Mm -hmm. You're, you become the only reason that your parents communicate. And it, it puts a lot of pressure on the, the kid. And so, you know, then when you mix uh, other children in, step parents, all that, then it, then it becomes real sticky. So it wasn't the, the easiest upbringing. However, I'm glad it happened at this point because it's built me to who I am. It's what I'm made of. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, from eight to 11, I ended up living with my dad because my mom was onto her third marriage and I didn't want to go to another man's house and try to get used to living under another man's rules. And so I decided to try my dad's house where she was getting ready to marry in a second marriage. So I figured that mm -hmm. would be easier. As a kid, I'm trying to, at eight years old, trying to figure all this out. Wow. And so I decided to do that and I broke my mom's heart. She let me go. But it was the next three years that, that really shaped my mission. And it's because it was a very conflicting, a lot of abuse, a lot of threats um, during that period of time to me. I even slept with my baseball bat at night because uh, I was scared as a kid. So um, I eventually, at some point when I was after 10 years old to 11, somewhere in that range, I decided to tell my mom about what was going on. 
I would go to my mom's house every other weekend and come home and I would always be sick to my stomachs to come back to my dad's house. And my mom said, that's not something you should be feeling. Like what's going on? Like you, you, you shouldn't be in that situation. So I realized that now it's time to tell because I was not afraid anymore of what the abuser would find out about. At this point, I just wanted out. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't figure it in my head though that when the court papers were delivered to my dad one day, that I'd have to stay in my dad's house for a period of time. It wasn't like I just exited. So I had to deal with the ramifications of that. But my mom told me, if I file court papers for you, you need to stick to your guns because when you believe in something, people are gonna try to talk you out of it to match their own agenda or to justify their position in life. And so wow. she knew that they would try to talk me out of doing this when they got the paperwork. So she said, stick to your guns. And I took that as being stubborn, like be stubborn. Mm-hmm. Be so perversely unyielding. <laughs> if you look up the definition of stubborn in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, it says perversely unyielding. Wow. It's not the wrong thing when it's on the right thing. Right. Stubborn can be a liability, but not when it's on the right thing. So I decided to, uh, when my dad got served, to, to hold, stick to my guns. He got the paperwork one day. I got home from school and I was scared to death. And he said, go back to your room. I got something to go over with you. My dad, by the way, is my hero. I point back here because these bricks back here resemble, like my dad had a masonry company. He was a bricklayer, block layer, rough hands, big forearms. I always looked up to him for how hard of a worker he was. Wow. And he used to carry a wad of hundred dollar bills around in his pocket with a rubber band around it. And I just thought that was the coolest thing as a kid <laughs> because he would show us what money got and always have hundred dollar bills. And so, uh, but, but the thing is when he got that paperwork, he came back to the room and I'm sitting on my bed and he said, this says here, you want to move back in with your mom. But they don't have any money there. She's just onto her third husband. Like she, he just listed all the negative things. Right. And my mom, we were, we were poor. I mean, we, we lived in a little $30,000 $30, house, um, beat up trucks and cars in the, in the, in the yard. Mm-hmm. We went on vacation, thank God. We did have that, but we went to the Jersey Shore, stayed in a little motel room with six of us. And our suitcases were black trash bags. So we were poor, uh, but we did have everything we needed. Mm-hmm. So I was thankful for that. So he was reminding me of that. And I, and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not open for discussion. I made my mind up. And he said, okay, if that's the case. And he took that wad of $100 bills he used to carry around all the time, peeled one off, crumpled it up, and threw it at me and said, you're going to need this then when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And so a little tough love there. Maybe he was let down. Maybe he was surprised at the fact that you know, uh, I wanted to leave. But despite the fact that I'm not telling this to for anybody to feel bad for me or play the victim role, my, my – fire was lit at that moment. And so for 30 some years, I have been driving off that moment to prove my dad wrong and also help other people know that you can go through something like that where somebody throws in the towel on you and you can still be great. So 30 some years I drove off of that. And about two years ago, my stepfather, who was my mom's third husband that stepped in for me as a father at 11, which is a very crucial time for a young man, he passed away in January of 2019. And when he passed away Sorry. suddenly of a heart attack, I lost my mentor. And at that moment, it caused me to do some self-reflecting and figure out, okay, why in my life have my graphs always been going on an upward trajectory with everything in my life, despite what happens to me? Mm-hmm. No matter what was thrown up my way, where I messed up, I always recovered and not just recovered, but kept going. Wow. And I realized that I was taking everything that would stop a normal person that would slow them down. And I was putting it in my fuel tank instead of my trunk where it would weigh me down and converting it into rocket fuel for my future so that I would blast off from that original position. And so once I figured that out, Berta, it was was all over. My graph started going like this and now I'm able to impact and inspire hundreds of millions of people with that message. 
That's amazing. Amazing, C-Rock. And I love the way that you put it because, you know, we, we, can, we can stay in that victim mode, you know, and, and, and a lot of people really find uh, comfort in that, in that victim mode. And, and they use it as the excuse not to, and you actually are taking it and using it as the fuel to keep you going. And, and yeah. my goodness, my heart breaks and uh, that you went through that, but how many people are you impacting now because you went through that and took it yeah. and did something wonderful with it? Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Unfortunately, I don't get to talk to my dad now, um, not by my choosing to try, mm -hmm. but it is what it is. And someday maybe uh, he'll come around, but I'm going to, until that happens, I'm going to continue to go hard. I have a saying, thrust is a must. No matter what happens, I don't let my emotions decide whether I move forward or not. I must move forward. I must, thrust is a must, fast wow. and forward, no matter what. And that's the way I roll with it. And, you know, the other thing is you can be a puppet in life or you can be the puppet master. It's yeah. up to you to decide. Like, you want to be controlled on strings, then be the victim. But if you want to take control of your life and be the puppet master and be in control, you have to take responsibility and you have to turn all things that come your way into fuel. That's, that's amazing. And C-Rock, how much of what you went through created that, maybe planted that seed or created that passion for you to become a coach to help others now? Well, you know, when I was about three or four years old, my mom used to talk to me all the time about being a leader. I was going to be a leader. You're so inspiring. Wow. And she kept doing that and programmed it into my head. Now, my mom's not perfect. <laughs> Nobody is, but she's, no. we call her crazy mama. My kids call her crazy mama. <laughs> She's fun. She's, she's out like out there sometimes, but that's one thing that I know that made a big impact. And I didn't even know what that meant, but, but, but it programmed it. And so every decision I was going through, basically filtering through, okay, I'm, I'm a leader and inspirer. I got to make sure that I, I make decisions based on that. And so I've always tried to help people. I've always been a person that tries to give people a helping hand, even when they didn't want it. <laughs> sometimes. Wow. Wow. So. But there's so much power in that, in that setting that high bar and that high expectation. And usually, you know, we don't even, we're not even aware as parents sometimes. I mean, I think, I think we are a little more aware. We have different tools than, than our parents did. And, and I think our children will have different tools than we do. And, and we keep growing that way. But I think that, that look, at, look at that just something that you throw out to a, to a three or four-year-old. Maybe, maybe when she was going through her own um, you know, hardships as well, but to be able to, to, to gift you with something that you were able to, to take it as a beacon, right? As listen, I've got to live up to this. So I know that you have tremendous passion for, for helping people break through, but let's talk a, a little bit about the, what are you made of movement and how all of that shaped up? Yeah. So I have a podcast called, what are you made of? And I named it that because I talk to myself a lot. I'm a little crazy. I like to, I believe in positive <laughs> self-talk. I believe in making sure that um, you're the voice that you're hearing and listening to, and it's powerful and it's positive and uplifting and, and over other voices that may be discouraging or leading you down the wrong road. So when I go through tough times all my life, I've always talked to myself. You know, I think, I think being around, I had seven brothers and sisters. They all had different parents as far mm -hmm. as the, the combination, right? And I was the only one with the same parents and I felt alone a lot. So I tended to talk to myself a lot. I tended to get, my through thing, get myself through things by talking to myself. So what are you made of is something I've always said to myself when I go through tough times or if things were tough and I wanted to take it up a notch. What are you made of? Let's go, man. You're built for this. You got this. And so it's just yes. something in my, my little, my mind 
that I played tricks on myself with and it helped me elevate. So it also comes from the fact that we all have a story and our stories are so powerful that we don't realize it. A lot of times we don't tell our story because we think that it's embarrassing. Maybe you're abused or you came from a really poor family. You made mistakes and you're, you're, you're embarrassed by it. Or you think that nobody cares about your ordinary story or the one that hit me the most was I underestimated the power of my story to inspire hundreds of millions of people and how selfish that was of me not to share my story earlier on in my life because I could have impacted, maybe even saved a life or two. So uh, I, I decided to have this podcast to share my story, but also provide a platform for other successful people to come on, share their story and show how they use their past as fuel or training sessions, because that's the only reason that you should have any use for your past is for training sessions and for fuel. Yeah. And, and what are you seeing when you, when you're out there working with people, uh, just if you can share a few scenarios of, of things where you know that people have had that breakthrough that it could yeah. only have come from that experience. Well, here's the thing. Most people have a very limited broken belief system and it's, you know, I just had a guy on my show yesterday, Sean Swarner, who had cancer twice, beat it. He, gave, he was given 14 days to live, lost use of a lung because of the radiation, was in a year in medical-induced coma, wow. beat it all, and then went to climb Mount Everest with one lung, and then went and climbed all seven peaks on all seven continents, and then went to the North Pole, the South Pole, did an Ironman in Hawaii, and now his next mission is to run seven marathons on seven continents in seven consecutive days. <gasps> so that happened yesterday to me. I, I had him on my show yesterday. That blew me away. Wow. And I thought to myself, that's the answer. His purpose is to show people that survive cancer that you can still accomplish anything. And he keeps raising it up, raising it up. Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, well, man, even I, I talk about people with broken belief systems all the time, but I'm one with still having limitations in my mind. I got to remove them. I got to remove all obstacles. I got to take it to the next level, understand that I can accomplish anything. So most people, one, don't know where, what they want in an ideal life. Two, they don't have a purpose, a core purpose to live off of, to filter every decision, action, and thought. And they're not taking enough action after that to either gain knowledge and take action to do something with it. Once they do those things, it's very simple. I, I just like to talk about like really getting clear on what you want and then making every decision, thought, word, action, emotion, everything goes towards that and not away from it. Right. It breaks it down and makes it very simple. Yes. And I, and I love that because sometimes when you give people that formula and, and I use that a lot, I say, listen, is it going to get you closer to or farther away from yep. your dream and, yep. and what you have? And sometimes people will say, Hey, I can use that for just about everything. And it's, it's a simple, seems very obvious, but, but when people hear it, it, it just, it just does something. So I love that, that yeah. you're talking about that. So C-Rock, I know that you do a lot of work in the corporate space, you know, with speaking and, and with coaching as well. Um, let's talk about just what we've been through as a, as a world, right? 2020. Mm -hmm. Do you see that um, people are now, it's easier for them to make a shift because there's been this, 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 um, I, don't, I don't know how to adversity. say it. Adversity. Yeah, this, this, this adversity that has made yeah. everybody just stop and, and yeah. look at things. Yeah. So anything you go through that you survive makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the way I look at it. Now, really what it comes down to is anytime you're in, the, in it, close proximity to an adversity, there's a lot of emotions and chaos and, and you, you can't see clearly. 
You can't see any light at the end of the tunnel. There's very little hope. And so you get into this mode where I just need to survive. I just need to survive. But if you take this proactive approach, which I talk about with this rocket fuel concept and understand that not when you're in adversity, but once you make it through or before one happens, that you're going to take anything that comes your way off of your core purpose or off of your ideal life. And you're going to turn, turn it into fuel. It's just mm -hmm. fuel or training session. It changes everything. So what I saw with the pandemic, those that decided knew this proactively, this approach that this pandemic is going to be my fuel to be successful. This is going to be the reason that I'm going to be successful. Not the reason I'm not. See, most people with a broken mindset will think that adversity is designed for them to use as an excuse not to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so there's two ways to do it that way, or you can do it and say, this is the reason I'm going to be successful. I'm going to use this as fuel. Things are going to be fantastic. I'm going to focus on where I'm going with this. And that's the difference. The people that have restaurants that closed down, most of them, depending on the situation, most of them didn't pivot or switch to fast something fast enough, didn't have contingency plans in place, and they'd shut down. Others that had contingency plans in place, if something, God forbid, we can't open our dining room, what, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And they were able to switch to delivery service, takeout, um, catering service somehow, like wh whatever they could do to, 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 to pivot to keep the, the revenue coming in the door. They used, used it as an, a reason to become successful, not a reason to shut down and justify it. Our, our minds work this way. Like our subconscious mind works to find any particular reason that we can possibly find to justify why we're not doing something. Yes. And so you got to be really conscious of that and really understand that you got to be going for your ideal life and making sure you're making every decision. If you're either building or tearing down, you're either going towards it or away from it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I like to make it simple because especially when you're in an adversity and you're really emotional, you need simplicity. Yeah, I can see that. See, Rock, and what's crazy is that, and you just said something about, about using that as a force. And I know this is, and I want to talk about the book in, in just a minute, but when, how do you get, let me see, how do you get people and, and maybe you can, give us three things, okay, that you can recommend that people can start doing now to, to, to recognize when they're seeing something that is not being used as fuel. Like, how do, how do you get them to, to understand, okay, yeah. this can actually be a powerful tool for you? Well, here, here's the thing. If you're not clear on what you're doing every day and why you're doing things that you're doing and where you're going, no, nothing else matters. So we start there. Mm -hmm. Getting clear on what you want, Every single day, morning, writing it down. Every day, writing it down. Like I have notebooks, if you can see here. Mm -hmm. I got tons of things that mm -hmm. I write down all my, my mission. Yeah. So that I remember it. I write intention statements. I say intention statements over and over again. Because then what, I, what happens is now I know where I'm going. I have my destination put into my navigation system. And then anything that comes my way that goes against that, I understand that that's for fuel or training session. Right. But also the bad things happen when you really know a bad one's happening is when you get that feeling in your chest, you're like, Oh man, this like somebody lets you down. Somebody that works for you resigns. Um, somebody has a bad attitude and they're not going, they're going against the grain. You lose money. There's all kinds of different things. Right. And you get that feeling. Right. And you're like, Oh man, that's when you right away, you need to know right away. Okay. This is what C rock was talking about. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge it. Don't try to deny it. Don't try to justify it with the subconscious mind, accept it and immediately start looking for opportunities in that setback. Immediately, because most people, what they do, Berta, 
they wait 30 days, six months, a year, years, and they waste all this time to have used that setback for fuel or opportunity. And they look back on it and they're like, oh, I see why that happened now. I don't like that. I want to take time out of that. I want to do it right when it's happening and look. Now, by the way, you will sometimes get emotional when there's a distraction, a, dis a setback or a dis disappointment. But, mm -hmm. and I don't say to make any important decisions when you're really emotional, right. but you should start opening your eyes and being aware of, okay, this is not going to be a bad thing. Right now it's bad, but in the long run, this is going to be awesome. And I need to figure out what the opportunity is here. The sooner the better. Because here's the thing, other, in sales and business, I've seen careers ruined. Weeks ruined, days ruined, months ruined careers ruined by setbacks because people let that happen. Mm, I love that. And you know what it is? It's an invitation to, Hey, it's almost like you get excited about when it happens because yeah, it sucks right now, but, but if I, it, and, and it's just making that awareness. So let's talk about the book for a minute, because I think that's an important piece. And again, congratulations. Thank I'm you. so excited. Uh, let's you. talk a little bit about, about rocket fuel, why you wrote it. Um, you know, what, what, what the intention is behind it is, and I think I can, I can sort of guess why, but I think it's going to be a tremendous gift to the world that well, people well, will get that invitation. Well, thank you very much. And when I was going through that self-assessment, mm -hmm. my stepfather, George passing away, I was going through the self-assessment and then I was journaling a lot. Mm. I was writing down in this, I have this little app on my phone and I would be on planes. I'd fly a lot and I'd be on planes and I'd just be journaling ideas that would come out of my head and what's going on and what I'm observing and what I've seen over my life and just kept doing it. And then I was mentored by several people. I have several coaches and then a couple mentors and I just learned lessons from them. I implemented in my life and then I document what happened and I kept writing, doing this, doing this, doing this. And I'm like, well, this is a book because I, I realized this rocket fuel concept is powerful and I got to get the message out. So I'm obsessed with doing this book is just one way to do it. Uh, audio is one way to do it. A video of me reading the books is one way to do it. A course is another way to do it. Going around speaking is another way to do it. A TV show is another way to do it. Via yeah. um, my company and coaching, there, there's so many ways to disseminate this information now. And it's my duty and obligation now that I've found something that is so powerful, I have to get it out. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Oh, I love so that's it. why I wrote the book. And, and then Grant Cardone, I asked him to write the forward. Speaking of intention statements, when I wrote the book, I said, I'm going to write this book. It's going to be a bestseller and I'm going to get Grant Cardone to write the forward for it. Cause he's one of my mentors. <laughs> and I told my team and everybody that we brought on to work on the book and any aspect of it, we are going to be a bestseller and Grant Cardone's writing the forward. I hadn't even talked to Grant about this yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, he doesn't write a lot of forwards. So I don't even know one that he wrote. So uh, I did the book. I, I focused on that the whole time. And then I went to Jared Glant, the president of Cardone. And I said, Jared, uh, can I get a quote for the book from you? Cause he's one of my friends. And he's like, yeah, sure. And I said, how about Grant? Do you think he would write the forward for me? And he said, well, I don't know. He doesn't just write forwards like that. He, he doesn't write them just for anybody. And, and he charges to do that because of his time. And I, I said, yeah. okay, give me the information, man. Mm -hmm. So he came back and he said, he would be honored to write the forward for you. And he gave me a number. And at first I was blown away. I'm like, what? Cause I, I invest a lot of money with them and I, yeah. I do a lot of things and I was just being selfish to, for a minute. And I was like thinking the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And then five minutes went by and I'm like, wait a minute, but what if, <laughs> what if, what if this could happen? Like, how could I make it happen? Cause I didn't want to, I didn't want, I'm just thinking being transparent here. I didn't want to yeah. use my money in right. my bank. I wanted right. to figure out a way to get money to do it. Right. Oh. What a great story this would be. So I went to my partners and said, guys, I'm going to do this. I've already made my mind up. But by the way, before that, I talked to my wife and I'm like, 
what if, and I had the conversation with myself and with her. Mm-hmm. Then I talked to my publisher and I'm like, what if, and they were like, it sounds like you've already made your mind up. And I'm like, you're right. And so I went to my partners and said, guys, I'm doing this. Are you on board or not? Because my partners work with everything. We do everything together, even though I'm the face of this movement and all of this. Right. We do everything together. It's three guys I grew up with since we were 10 years old and my little, little brother. And they were like, I went to one-on-one. On, one on one. I didn't do, go as a group. And mm-hmm. I, I said, I'm doing this. Are you in or out? Nope, we're, I'm in. I got gotcha. you. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. So it ended up being that we all split that amount of money, got him to write the forward and it's a fantastic forward. And now I can use it to, uh, to move forward and ride in his jet stream. There's nothing wrong with collaboration, by the way. Like I I look at him as an opportunity to get his message out because I have his hat on right now. Most people will not wear other people's stuff. Right. 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 I have his book back here, Yeah. but I have my stuff aligned with because this was all inspired by him and the Mm -hmm. 10X and the whole team. And I'm not, ever going to forget that because they've done such a phenomenal job and I want to get that message out. So, um, I'm proud to have that. I'm riding in the jet streams and I'm going to continue to lift that message. And hopefully I can go, uh, to places further and beyond than he ever went because I learned from his mistakes. Mm -hmm. I don't have to make the same mistakes as he made. And I can also use his wisdom to go there and partner with all the guys that I've met met with that, uh, with, with the organization as well. I just, I love the guys. I mean, they're phenomenal people. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, what a story. I love that. And I, and I can't wait for the book. I know it's, it's coming out later this month, right? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah? Soon, soon, yeah it should be out uh, by the end of March. Oh, awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I know that's going to be a huge impact. And I love the vision. And I love that you just put it into, into existence with, with the visualization and, and knowing that that's going to happen. Now, let me ask you a question, C-Rock, because I know that you have more things on your plate than anyone in the world would have time for how do you how do you manage to successfully juggle everything and keep going and stay motivated and 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 such with such high energy well here's the thing so my purpose obviously drives me right so that does i do everything and filter everything through my purpose which is all people are unstoppable to live in life of their dreams so i do take on a lot but the thing is, and I, I'll share this with you and your audience. Um, if they go to Instagram at Mikey C-Rock and DM me time management, they DM me time management on Mikey C-Rock at Instagram, M-I-K-E-Y-C-R-O-C, I will send them access to a free course on this and how I did this. So what I did was um, I basically take and rank all of my activities for 24 to 48 hours. I have a spreadsheet. I, mm-hmm. That's included in the course, by the way. I document everything I do. I write it down. I get clear on what I do. You cannot control things that you're not clear on. So when you get clear on something, then you can make decisions. So what I do is I look at all the stuff and then I rank it one to four. One, get rid of it. I don't need to do it. It shouldn't even be in my schedule. Two, I need to get someone else to do. Absolutely not doing it myself, but someone has to be done, but somebody else has got to do it. Three, I can do it or somebody else can do it. And four, it must be done by me. And then, so I take control of my day. So here's the thing with a diet, same thing with diet, nutrition. If you're not keeping track of what you eat and writing down everything that you eat, you're not going to be as healthy. You're not going to lose weight. You're not going to be as in shape or whatever you want to do. Gain weight. If you want to gain weight, Mm -hmm. you have to get clear and audit everything. So I have this course, like I said, DM me time management at Mikey C-Rock and we'll get you the copy of that course and uh, for free, by the way, and uh, we'll help people pack their day with more things, but still have free time to do things. Like I Mm -hmm. still have time to 
hang out with my family, do the things I want to do, but I'm, it's all prioritized and I've right. eliminated all the things that are unnecessary in my life. That's beautiful. And I love that you said that at the beginning, because even sometimes the, the people drains, uh, we need to, we need to take a stand and, and eliminate everything that doesn't belong. And, and I love that you said that C-Rock, because I'm one of these people with a very, you know, I'm, I have a very rigid, for lack of a better word, calendar, but all my play is in there. You know, mm -hmm. I work hard. I work hard, uh, but I play harder and, and it's all in there. I, I yeah. always, I always make the joke that I even schedule in the spontaneity, but, but we have to, because if we're not intentional, if we don't know where our time is, is bleeding, sometimes there's a leak and you yeah. be wasting time for months. You know, you know, you can tell a lot about a person's success by looking at their calendar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've become aware of that and I've, taking control of my life with that. And that's when my graph also started to skyrocket in all areas of my life. Mm -hmm. So absolutely intentional. Otherwise you're just blown with the wind, man. That's you're just it. roaming around absolutely. in reactive mode, which is not a good place to be. Reactive yeah. people are not successful. And if they see other people successful, they blame it on them being lucky. Mm -hmm. But proactive people are the ones that take control of things. They're the ones that are successful and achieving massive results in their lives, all areas of their lives. So it's a choice. It's all a choice, proactive or reactive. It's amazing. Oh, I love that. Okay, C-Rock, so earlier you mentioned you looked up the word stubborn, and it was um, perversely unyielding, which I love that, by the way. I even wrote it down. Uh, if we looked you up in the dictionary, what would it say? Yeah, it would say that. It would say this guy is perversely unyielding to his mission. He's filled with rocket fuel, and he cannot be stopped until he's plucked from this planet. Oh. Uh. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Now my next question is, um, what is your holy shit factor? You know, that, that one unique thing about you that when people have experienced sea rock, they're like, holy shit. That's, that's, that's sea rock. Well, I think, I think when I'm done with people, they feel like they can accomplish anything and they go get set on the mission to go do it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, you know, some people will come to me a lot of times and tell me what they've done and this and that. And I'm like, that's not big enough. Like you're, I don't think you're, you're, you're playing a big enough game. I think you should, could go a little bit bigger. And they're, they, a lot of times they get offended and they're like, what? Yeah. You're not moving fast enough or thinking big enough. And you're like, who, who the heck's this guy? Mm -hmm. But later on they start, it, it, it basically starts a conversation and dialogue in their head. And I've had so many people that I've said that to tell me, I've, I was a little pissed off when you said that at first to me, but this is what I've accomplished now. Yeah. And I said, see now, now why do you think that's the best you can do? Like you always can elevate yourself. And the reason, by the way, abundance is important. Mm -hmm. People that just try to get by are the ones that when something bad happens, they have nowhere to go and they're, they're stuck. Mm -hmm. Abundance allows you to survive bad things that happen to good people and also help other people. Yeah. So just getting by attitude and mentality is a really selfish way to think and live. And that's why it's good to keep elevating yourself, yeah. elevating, elevating, because you can help more people. The higher you go, the more people you can help. Yes. Uh, agree, agree. And I think what I like about that too is that as you elevate yourself, you're willing to take less shit from people uh, yeah, oh yeah. about them because I sometimes yeah. I'll have people that, that will come back to me and, and, and I'm, I'm hard on people because I love them. And mm -hmm. sometimes they'll, they'll cry and, and it seems like they'll get mad and I'll say, well, I'll never hear from this person again. And a week later, they'll come back and they'll say, you know what? You're the only person that talks to me like that. You're the only person that tells me what I need to hear. Yeah. And, and I love you for it. And I, and I do it very lovingly. I'm not a hard ass or anything, but, but listen, I love you enough to tell you 
I'm, I'm not here to, you know, stroke you and, and tell you everything is great. You know, that's not love. Yeah. In my yeah. opinion, that's not love. Yep. So yeah, I, I, no, well, it's not the people. It's not the people. It's their subconscious mind justifying for them. And then they're buying into it. I don't buy into that. If you buy into it, great. Buy into it. I'm not buying into it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how, that's the way it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. So C-Rock, what's the big dream? The big dream for me is to impact a hundred million people with a message that they can become unstoppable living the life of their dream. Now, everything that goes into that, I mean, we're working on a tech product right now. We're about 60 days from launch. That's going to blow things away in the self-help entrepreneurial space. It's called blueprinted. Mm -hmm. That's coming out soon. We have um, obviously the book and, and all that, but Man, I got so many things going on. I have a CBD company that I, I opened up an online store with a partner of mine. Nice. I mean, I, we, we're into all kinds of mortgage business. Obviously, we're blowing right. that business up. Right. All kinds of things. So, I, I mean, I just keep going and just adding things that, that go all in alignment with becoming unstoppable. Yeah, I love it. And I, and I love you for, for putting yourself in that position, even when you don't have to, because you have all this success in, in every other arena, but you're still doing it and still working and still pushing to bring that message to people who need to hear it. That's what yeah. we need to hear. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. I'm so grateful for you, C-Rock, for making the time. Any last parting words for our audience? And again, I'm grateful, guys. Um, you heard about his offer with the course. Uh, it's something that we all need to really be working on. So take him up on it. And C-Rock, I'm grateful for you for making that invitation to our audience. But Thank you. Party Thank board. you. The book, the book, the book's going to be rocket fuels. The book convert setbacks, become unstoppable. Grant Cardone wrote the forward. That's going to be available. Um, right now it's available on uh, Mike C rock.com forward slash book, Mike C rock.com forward slash book. That's C R O C. No K. Dot com forward slash book. Check that out. You can get it there and uh, just follow me on Instagram, man. I, I'm going to, I have so much stuff coming out. A lot of announcements coming that are going to impact everyone. So I'm looking forward to that. Berta, and also thank you so much for having me. I, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See rock again. Okay, guys, you heard it here. Now go out there and do good and be great and go play outside. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Mike.